Everybody clear? I think everybody's clear now. All right. We've all gone clear. <laughs> we've gotten the, the snot rags in the garbage. Yeah, we've gone clear um, in the scientological sense. Oh. Yeah. We all I signed us up. I, for, thought, uh, I signed us up for a bunch of courses. I thought we were just going clear in the sense that we weren't having as much brown this week. Oh, yeah, we're doing that, too. We determined also Scientologically that we had too much brown last week. Yes, uh, our uh, our last recording session is something that I have some memories of. Yeah. And certainly what happens afterwards is very uh, iffy to me. Yeah, I went downstairs and then I woke up at about 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember recording the Patreon episode at all. Okay. Like I, well, we did. I, we did. I think I even said some like interesting things about it, but I don't remember doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, I all I know is that apparently we agreed to meet today to record an episode, and yeah. I had no memory of it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah I'd been. I'd kind of been like talking about doing this like particular film, but I don't think it had been clear to you. Uh, I'd made it clear a second time that it was supposed to be today. Yeah, so yeah. This is an emergency meeting, and uh, it's a real Algonquin roundtable because we got a uh, Tyler in the studio today. Yes, and this time I think I have him properly microphoned and recorded. But he hasn't seen the movie. I, I'm gonna learn. I'm a I'm a viewer, of, if you will, a an You're audio. St- I'm like an audio student. I'm an audio student, a correspondent. Um, audio so slave. Teach yes. We've lashed you to the table. <laughs> Try and teach this rock solid head brain. All right. Well, to, we're going to learn about geopolitics and uh, war and uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and war. Real, and war. And war. Well, I think that it's important to recognize that today we're facing a lot of the same problems that we faced in the Cold War era, such as. Uh, Acts of aggression from the Russians and uh, the threat of nuclear war. Yes. Uh, by well, multiple dictators at this point. <laughs> and uh, a uh, confused, bumbling president. Finally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, a confused, bumbling president. Um, a world where uh, the news is. Done by bumbling idiots as well. Yeah, just by uh, just by angry bigots. Angry bigots that want to oppress people's sexuality. Yeah, we've got a real. Uh, this movie's timeless, and of course, we were talking about Claude Mulot's "The Last Night." Uh, I think that that is one of its titles. Okay, that's what it came up in French, and I was like, I'd take I'd taken <laughs> enough French. <laughs> Or I think it's The Last Lustful Night is the other title of it. I don't know if that's exactly what it is as French. But we know it as Shocking. Yes, and it is uh, directed by Claude Mulot, who I for a moment couldn't figure out. I I remember talking about him on the podcast, but I couldn't remember what we had covered. But it was actually uh, uh, Le Femme Object. Yeah. Programmed for pleasure. Yeah, a great film. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Marilyn Jess isn't in this film. No. But it it it's quite a film. Yeah, it's <laughs> it overachieved for me. 
It really did. And also knowing that they're, we're watching a pretty truncated cut that's got like 15 or 20 minutes hacked out of it. Yes, the current DVD release from Alpha France is like 59 minutes, but the actual full film is, at least according to the internet, like 74 minutes or 73 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking online trying to see what sort of gray market materials I could find out there, and I found a German version that was unsubtitled, so that didn't help. No. I've taken... I took two years of German. I guess I could I could try to suss it out. I feel like we'd have just had to have more time to complete that project. Oh. There was a bug that flew into my eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think if we'd had a little, if this hadn't been an emergency session because of the ongoing state of world affairs, <laughs> um, that's why we're meeting, right? Well, yeah, we are at a moment where the world powers could press the doomsday button at any time. Yeah, so we got to get as much content out there as quickly as we can. <laughs> um, so, Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Raincoat Report again. Yeah. <laughs> we Thank already you. did that. Um, welcome back, Tyler. Thank you. You guys are so nice. Tyler, if you had if you had one last night, how would you spend it? In the in- embrace of a lover and then maybe uh, some uh, sort of a family game of Pictionary or some shadow puppets. <laughs> Pretty cool. And then, you know, maybe uh, you turn out the lights and then you're like, why is it so bright? And you're like, oh, no, that's the sun. <laughs> yeah. The nuclear yeah. sun. Right. Yeah, they're close children. <laughs> right. uh, boss, what, what are you going to do? What am I going to do on my last night on Earth? Um, you know what I would do? I would, uh, I would get laid. Sweet. I would also probably, in addition to that, try to look at my movie collection and be like, okay, what's the one I have to watch before I die? Oh, man, you'd spend your entire time just mulling over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, 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 like, you're like, you're in, down in the basement, but you're like, why is it so bright down here? Yeah. Just like Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Jeremy, what do you think? I'm going to go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. Lord. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, w- I would try to get laid, I suppose. I would also maybe, like, uh, I don't know, just drive my car, like, around on top of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, up on sidewalks and, like, through parks and things like that, just right. until I get stuck. And then I would just keep moving. Maybe I would just keep moving until it happened. Just, just to, doing like, whatever you want by the moment. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the way to live. But, uh... I'd go look if for I, a Win Dixie. If, <laughs> if I got tired, I would just lay down where I was. I think still, and then it would be kind of ultimately the same. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, you know, that's what, I guess what I would do. And if I somehow survived, I would just keep living in the wilderness. That's what me and Tyler have been prepping for, <laughs> just to be just to goof off in the woods. If you were going to set up a base camp in the woods, Tyler, where would it? Do you have a spot in mind if, like, through all of your adventuring right. oh, n- you've done so far, if you had to set up a, a camp in the wilderness or your new home in the wilderness, where would it be? Go find, like, a park somewhere that's already, you know, built up and then just 
go from there. Just squat okay. in it. Yeah. Yeah. A squat in a park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful where you camp down there by the river because the river rises. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we go down there and their shoes get sucked off in the mud. <laughs> you only see one shoe. Yeah, you only ever see one shoe, which makes me think most people probably just abandon the shoe yeah. at some point, but you if, do usually see... If you ever see a pair of shoes out in the wild, that's a that's like a seeing a, a white unicorn, a white buffalo. That's like a... <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like seeing a buffalo with wings mm-hmm. and eating those wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put those shoes on, and if they fit... You're going to the ball, baby. All right. All right. I've, I've got another last night on earth question. Okay. What flavor of wings are you going to eat on your last night on earth? Oh, man. I'm going to get some really slippery, slimy garlic Parmesan wings. They're going to be so buttery and good. Okay. That's a good choice. And my belly's going to hurt so much and I have to poop outside because I already said I was going to be outside. <laughs> I would carry them around in like a satchel so I could eat them as I moved, I believe. <laughs> Just grease dripping and uh, from the bottom you make a necklace out of it i'm gonna bones. i'm gonna get boneless because i'm on the move i don't have time well i don't know i'm doing bones okay yeah i would i'm gonna get a half and half i feel like if you got the bone in wings you'd have something to do with your hands while you were walking and that'd be pretty cool okay you, you can make a i weapon. think well i think we've really, okay we've all decided bone in wings is good for your apocalyptic wandering uh, <laughs> i'm just going for traditional hot but i need some blue cheese okay and, and, and I'll be all right. I'm going to get like uh, some sort of uh, Hawaiian tangy flavor. Okay. You know, your your Hawaiian barbecue or like your uh, your Hawaiian other stuff. You know. Hawaiian. Yeah. Pineapples. Kind of, kind of the, the sweet and a little spicy, but not super spicy. Yeah. You don't want to be pooping your guts out when the... When the <laughs> The June bugs start flying. <laughs> I, yeah, if if I'm trying to think of what my last like seconds on Earth would be, I definitely wouldn't want to be squatting and dropping. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be awful to have like you know mud butt on your last like as you last look moment. up and you see the flash. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I'm only like ten percent through with this. Oh man, it's like in Terminator Two, but a whole bunch of like. Shit also comes out when you get vaporized. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> wow. Uh, like when Sarah Connor's holding on to, to the, the fence. To the fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's just spraying diarrhea. <laughs> Pro uh, podcast tip. We try not to open our beers directly into the microphone. <laughs> That's why I was doing the sound effect of Sarah Connor. Uh, Passing, and seeing like, oh, maybe boss won't (laughs) notice me open this. He won't notice me. He has. He's the only one with earbuds. He's going to notice. Yeah, Uh, I'm the one who's usually my head is is like exploding when you do that. Yeah, sometimes like I accidentally like I'll hit this and boss will just like flip out. (laughs) Tyler was adjusting the little windscreen, and the whole time like. It was making not a loud sound there, but definitely a super loud sound in my head. Hey, boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. Well, that's the end of the world for you. 
Well, it's not the end of the raincoat report, though. No, it's the end of the first segment. We're going to take a little break. Yeah, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back to talk about the end of the world and the last lustful night, a.k.a. shocking. Beautiful. You are beautiful. Thank you. Seven people with only a few hours, a few minutes, maybe a few seconds to live. And it all began with a telephone call less than 24 hours ago. Terribly sorry I am, terribly sorry. There has been slight mistake in service KBMF 9291118. (laughs) Don't tell me such mistakes never happen in your services. Want me to remind you, November 23rd, 1951? Hmm? Want me to remind you? <laughs> now you change your tune, huh? A man is born free, but everywhere he is in chains. I think that's, uh, that's, Phil, that's, Phil, that's philosophy. That's Phil Spector. That's Phil Spector <laughs> said that when yeah. he was holding a gun to uh, Joey Ramone's head. <laughs> That's He's exactly like, what he said. Get the fuck back to yeah. making this uh, this album. So make end of the century now. Yeah, you're like it's nineteen. It's only nineteen seventy nine. It's like it's like we're not there yet. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's from like the movie that we're writing, the Phil Spector story. <laughs> I love this movie. Phil Spector was one of the cars in the Twisted Metal series. Oh, yeah. He shot ghost missiles out his uh, Dodge Viper. <laughs> that can't be real. Spector totally was what I am talking about. Okay. <laughs> I didn't play too much Twisted Metal. Uh, Second one's the best. I didn't like to drive. I like the games where you hopped around like oh, it's, Mario. It's barely a drive. I mean, you drive, but it's not... Mostly you're firing missiles. I played Vigilante 8, which was like the same thing yeah, for Nintendo totally 64. Cool. But, um, you played Rogue Trip? It only had, it only had one of them. It was a, a car combat. I don't remember that one, no. It was cool. Boss, what would you like to say? Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, I think they're making like a, a series of Twisted Metal, like a TV series. Right? <laughs> I think you're right. And somebody is like playing... Um, Sweet Tooth, but the voice is different. It's George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> they had an AI listen to all of George Carlin's comedy, and yeah. they're going to have the AI do the voice. Yeah, it's going to be great. I love the future. <laughs> Val Kilmer's voice was an AI, I think, in the last Top Gun movie. Val Kilmer looked horrible in that movie, The Snowman. I don't know if that was by design or if that's just what he looked like at the time. Is he dead? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I slew him. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Uh. <laughs> it was a blood feud. But we're not going to have to worry about that because really there's no future at all. As no, there's about not. about to explain. No, if there was one night left in the world, you'd want it to be, I guess, maybe like the last lustful night of Claude Mulot in Shocking. Mm-hmm. This film uh, opens strong uh, on a shot of a table with some candles and champagne, and the camera just kind of pans away across the room to show a woman riding a guy's cock reverse cowgirl. Yes. 
Uh, and it reveals there's uh, more sucking and fucking across the room. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lot going on here. I thought when it opened, I saw a guy like laying down in the back, but I wasn't sure if he was dead or not until they panned over. Right. Um, there's also a staircase full of candles. I didn't notice that. It's a fire hazard. At first, I thought it was just a candle holder, but they use it as an actual staircase later. Okay. I was like, this is the most bizarre, luxurious, decadent French candle holder I've ever seen. Oh, is it like a, a spiral? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. metallic spiral yeah. scare? Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Remember that, Tyler? The, you actually painted a beautiful picture there. At Thank first, you. when you said staircase, I was like, okay, it's just lining the staircase. But then you said spiral. I was like, I totally see what you're saying. And I was thinking about, you know, a drip, drippage, some wax dripping. Yeah, someone's going to slip. Someone's going someone's gonna to get it. Oh, lots of people are getting it, don't worry. Yeah, in fact, uh, there is a uh, person in drag getting sucked off. See, by... I don't know if it's a person in drag or a trans woman. Cause they, they look quite feminine. They do? They never... The character Before, I don't think doesn't have like is really introduced or anything though. I mean, they're earlier in the film they're acting very masculine, so Okay. I might have missed it or misunderstood who that was. Oh, okay. I will tell you here okay. shortly as right. we go through the film. Okay, but it, it is somebody it, from Earlier. Earlier. Okay, alright, then it's probably just someone in drag. Sorry. I wrote these notes as uh I mean, they could be a trans woman, but they were acting as a man earlier, so this may have been their revelation of that? Gender's complicated. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the woman who is uh, blowing this person is fucking herself with a lit candle. She is, and it's very dangerous, I uh, imagine. I guess not too dangerous. Uh, there's uh, another woman getting eaten out while she sucks another guy in the room's cock mm-hmm. um, we hear mm-hmm. what i assumed at first was a storm raging in the background but in fact it was likely explosions of the end of the world yeah that's what i thought it was like oh it's a, it's a stormy night we continue to pan around and we spend some time with these groups as they're doing their sucking and fucking after a bit we get a voiceover and it says seven people With only a few hours, a few minutes maybe, maybe a few seconds to live. And it all began with a telephone call less than 24 hours ago. So we (laughs) cut to this stock footage of like the Kremlin and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we see a man on the phone. He's under some pictures of like Lenin and Stalin and stuff. (laughs) So you know he's Russian, just so you're, you know. We get these conversations between... uh, the Soviet leader here mm-hmm. and the president of the United States in this film. Who I think seems to be based on LBJ, based on the dubbing at least. Okay. Yeah. He's just kind of like a goofball <laughs> Texan. Right. And he was the uh he was the one of those at the not at the time, but you know, like ten years earlier. Right. Well, so we get these conversations back and forth between them, and they don't really seem to be saying much other than they're just barking at each other. Yeah, that's you know that's just politics. Like I didn't get a single like meaningful line out of all of their dialogue in the movie. Well, there's a couple things at the end, but yeah. Well, there's a the war starts basically because 
the Russian premiere thinks that they make better movies than the Americans. Okay, that's right. And he's like, LBJ's like, I'll show that son of a bitch. And he hits a little button and then war was declared. Gotcha. Okay. It's understandable. I, mean, uh, I did pick up their thing, yeah, about American movies being better than Soviet movies. I wonder if they're talking about porn films specifically. I don't know how because much Soviet porn a, there it was. I don't. I mean, I'd imagine there was like none, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is there an end of end of the world porn movie called Fuck and Cover? Like based Ooh, off Duck and Cover? I don't know. I but don't think so, but that's good. Give, we we put, need to put that in the list. Put that in your brain yeah, bank. <laughs> fucking Cover. Someone give me a pen. <laughs> that's a hams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Soviet guy is drinking Four Roses. He sure is. And the president, mm. I think, is drinking vodka. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a J&B bottle that was turned around at first. But right. I was, but I'm just on the lookout for those since for a program for pleasure. Oh yeah, yeah. They were all over the place in that. So we get some cutaways to black and white war stock footage. Mm-hmm. We get a bunch of this. The narrator says, and that's how on August 21st, the hottest day in the last 47 years, World War Three started. We all since it would start in like August. It's hot. Tempers are flaring. Oh yeah, definitely. I hate August. It's so fucking hot. I'm sticky the whole time. We're like smogist. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're choking to death. <laughs> on the Driving air. our our little go karts everywhere. <laughs> I forgot we all switched to go karts recently. <laughs> it's been great. I've been making pretty good time getting to work. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It takes me like a half an hour to drive to work now. I couldn't imagine how long it would take in a golf cart. <laughs> Go-kart. Go-kart. Oh. Yeah, It yeah. would still take some time, though. It would take some time. It would be a lot more uh, work, I think, stressful for you to uh, navigate a go-kart on, like, the 65. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. God, imagine the, the, the wreckage if only go-karts were allowed on our highway. <laughs> Just the weird pile-ups. It's truly a cart country now. <laughs> the narrator says, We only have a few hours left to live, so why not light up and relax? And it turns into a cigarette and beer commercial. We see a guy giving a radio report about cities being turned to ashes and yelling about how he told people to beware of eroticism and pornography. It, they've turned the world into brothels. We then get a yeah. bunch of cutaways to other sex. Yeah, and it's time, and like all brothels, it will be closed. Uh, one of the cutaways is a blowjob, and there's another of a guy fucking a girl doggy style while getting fucked with a strap on. Okay. Sweet. I mean, yeah, why not? When yeah, did this come it's out? a fun time. 76. Right on. Yeah. He ends his rant saying to enjoy your last hours, eat, drink, fuck. We then cut to Arnold and Juliet. Arnold is, uh, I guess, like a, a butler or something. Mm-hmm. A house servant of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Juliet is the woman of the house. Arnold pours Juliet a drink, and she mentions that there won't be a party tonight. Everybody else has better things to do. I think it might be her husband. 
Do what? I think, is it not her husband? Arnold isn't her husband. Okay, all right. Arnold's the guy with the mustache that's like pouring drinks for them and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, we do meet her husband very soon, though. All right, sorry. Arnold Palmer, you know. <laughs> Arnold Palmer and his five sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we then cut to Patricia and Alain, or Alan. Alain. Um, Alain. So... Alon is uh, Juliet's son, mm-hmm. and Patricia is like his, I guess, tutor or teacher, private teacher. Yeah, nanny, something like that, some sort of European thing we don't have over here. Somebody that they hired, because An things pair. happen later to make it clear that she's hired by the family, and... um. She makes him study. Yeah. That much is clear. But, uh... Like a bamboo cane. <laughs> but she's pacing and reading aloud while Alan's sitting at his desk reading, and he asks her, can we do it now? And she says no and tells him to study. He says the world's ending tomorrow. Why study? She tells him not to be so defeatist. We cut to an office and we get introduced to Alex, the man of the house, uh, Juliet's husband. He's on the phone telling somebody to pay up. He drinks a beer at his desk as his secretary comes and brings him a file. So Alex invites Clarabella's secretary to dinner tonight. She tells him to be careful going home because things are exploding outside. Oh, they certainly are. Some of this footage that I think we're seeing might not be, like, war footage. I think it might be from, like, the 68, like, student riots in France. Okay, I can um, see that. Yeah, because it kind of looks a little bit more modern than, like, World War II. Uh, so that would be my best guess. But it looks like French police just beating the shit out of uh, protesters. With baguettes yeah, I could, and baguette I could see bombs. That. Yeah, they definitely had, like, just, like, couple-day-old baguettes that they were just, like, I saw, yeah, I saw someone's eye pop out. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Alex at home now, suddenly. He's on the phone talking to somebody, saying, both sides will back down, don't worry. After the phone call, Juliet, his wife, tells him that she told him that nobody would want to spend the last night of their lives with him. No one except for her, his long-suffering wife, with no other place to go. We continue to hear sirens and explosions in the background. He looks over to Juliet and sees her with her leg planted up on a table as she's getting ready in a mirror. He walks over and watches her from behind at first, then starts to hold her and play with her nipples, and then reaches down and starts to finger her vagina. Juliet then tells Alex the price hasn't changed. She writes 500F, F for francs, on the mirror. Oh, yes. Oh, Francais. He says, even tonight? And she says, tonight's like all nights. So he pulls out some bills from his pocket and hands them to her. He then rinses his cock off in the sink (laughs) and spends quite a bit of time on screen doing it. More so than I've seen in another movie. They just had... um... Actually, this whole thing is just a hygiene film for, like, the French army. (laughs) 
that makes sense, especially with another scene later. Yeah. We see Juliet undressing, and uh, she gets in bed and starts to play with herself as Alex looks up in the mirror and watches her. She shuffles the phone on the bed with her feet, and then she starts to rub it against her snatch. Mm-hmm. She licks it a bit and then grinds it against her, both of her holes for a bit. Yeah, that phone's not usable anymore. <laughs> oh, God. It definitely, if nothing else, needs to be disinfected. Yeah, it's going to give a... Uh... Or you're going to get pink eye. Or pink ear. You're going to get, well, pink yeah. Lips. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to get pink lips. Is it conjunctivitis? Is that what it, it's, um, once it's, it's being rubbed all over. Like, you touch it, and you don't even know, and you kind of rub your eye, like, after you get off the phone, you're fucked. Yeah, you got, like, shit and puss crust all over it. <laughs> but, yeah, she even grinds the uh, phone cable against herself as well. Mm-hmm. Those are hard to clean because that's all they were all whirly curly back then. <laughs> she moves on to using her hand on her vagina and then gestures for Alex to come over and join her. We then cut to Clarabelle. She's going home and she calls out to Barbara saying, He finally asked me to dinner after all these years. We never meet Barbara. <laughs> no, Barbara's dead. <laughs> she got killed I guess so Oh you know that might actually be it Because she calls out and never gets an answer Yeah That's sad Maybe that's why she's so emotional later Pour one out for Barbara Pour one out for Barbara <laughs> Yeah We cut back to Alex and Juliet And he's fucking her doggy style She looks bored she keeps rolling her eyes, and uh, he asks her if she's coming, and he says, I know you are. Bitch, she, you're coming. He insists, you're coming, bitch, I can tell. Yeah. She stays silent and tells him another 500 for the conversation. <laughs> so he indeed pulls out more bills and hands them to her, and she fakes enthusiasm, saying, yes, harder, yes, yes, over and over. Yeah, a lot of fake moans. Good stuff. Their phone then starts ringing, and she says it's probably the Landons. They don't want to eat with you either. <laughs> the doorbell then rings, and Arnold, their butler, answers it. And it's Richard Sadler. He was the guy giving the radio record- report earlier. Yeah, he looks like the grumpy little Walter Matthau. <laughs> he does. As he walks in, he meets Clarabelle who is already there and waiting on a couch. Yes, the secretary. Clarabelle's a cow. Yeah, that's... well, she's kind of hot, but yeah, definitely that's a cow's name. It's a cartoon cow's name, boss. I know. Okay. I know all about cartoon cows. <laughs> Man, I saw a, a still from Cow and Chicken the other day. Yeah. And uh, it was Cal, like like a doctor's office, and she's like, "I'd be happy to squirt for you." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, damn!" I was like, "They got away with so much." That was so good. <laughs> Clarabelle tells Sadler that she knows him. She listens to his programs. Oh yes, she's a fan. He says, "We wouldn't be where we're at if they had listened to me." He's kind of a sore winner. Because yeah. ultimately, I think this is probably, like, more than anything what he would want. <laughs> just for everything to be wiped away. We cut to Alan from earlier. He's in his room looking at his walls that are just sprawling with pornography. Yeah. 
Patricia walks in and asks if he studied. He says that he studied, shaved, and showered. He turns around and he's just jacking his cock, mm-hmm. which is sticking out through his fly. He's it's otherwise like, fully dressed. It's like uh, you saw. We need. Did you see? We need to talk about Kevin. No. No. Uh, he's just jacking it when like uh, Tilda Swinton like walks in, who's his mom, and uh-huh. he, he doesn't break eye contact with her. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So it's probably for the best that this kid got nuked. <laughs> he was going to kill some people eventually. Yeah, he's a bad kid. Yeah, he's a bad seed. He's It's like the good son. Yeah. The good son and that was actually it was Elijah Wood at the end. Yeah, it wasn't Calkin. No. Man, what a powerhouse of a film. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. Sorry, boss. Um I will say he's like masturbating to what sounds kind of like the turtles. <laughs> yeah. Like the that like happy together, you yeah. Know, you know, I like turtles. You know that, like that. Uh, the lead singers of the turtles left the turtles and joined Frank Zappa's band for a couple tours. Oh, that's cool! I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I love them. I love both of those things. They uh, covered "Happy Together" on their tour. Oh, great! <laughs> Sweet. Uh, <laughs> and now they play at the Louisville Zoo. Alan says, how about it? And he and Patricia stare at each other as he's jacking his cock. She starts to unbutton the front of her dress, which unbuttons all the way down. She reaches down and starts to caress her crotch. We get some shots of their eyes as they just stare at each other while they play with themselves. Is the porn on the walls, are there like the heads mismatched from the bodies? Oh, shit. I don't, I wasn't paying close enough attention. You might be right. Okay, well, I think, I feel like I saw that, but I might be wrong. But I guess when you go back to look for screens, you'll find out. We'll we'll see. We'll confirm it. Right now, it's a myth. (laughs) After about a minute of them looking at each other and masturbating, he grabs a baseball cap and comes all over the inside of it, (laughs) which... Made me think of you, Tyler, actually. I was going to bring up a story about you oh, great. <laughs> uh, when we talked about this, and you just happened to be here. Um, Tyler, Mike, this is your life. <laughs> Mike, wait. our roommate used to uh, make you Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Oh, sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, we would... Weave your tail. We, we have about... We lived in a... A five boy house, and so there be a lot of presents being slung around. So you sometimes you forget that one of the gifts might be like a, a loaded gift. It might oh, no. it might be <laughs> something you wouldn't like, necessarily want. Fully loaded, like with sour cream and chives and such. Yeah, a fully loaded gift. And so you know, somewhere within the the slew of gifts, you'd open or I would open a gift, and I'd stick my hand in the box and be like, "Oh, what's this?" And you don't know right away, but then you pull it out, and it's like a crispified piece of cloth or a shirt that you think is a camo shirt, but got turned into a camo shirt because it's your roommate's <laughs> jizz, jizz rag. <laughs> so, so you, I would, uh, I would get one of these annually till I moved out. But you know, there was no, it, I didn't really mind. It was a good no, laugh. It wasn't malicious. <laughs> it was just a fun. It was just a fun boys joke. But Fun I did break. Show. I did break his knee one winter. 
That is true. <laughs> the, the, the giver of the cum gift. Well, he had a lot of time to jack off, it sounds like, because of you. <laughs> Maybe that's just how the universe works. Maybe you, your knee gets broken when you give... When you give cum gifts? Yeah, too many cum gifts. Huh? Yeah, I think it's all, you know, it's all cyclical. Yeah. It's all, uh, it's all, it's all connected. And then you pretend to be under a fallen tree limb <laughs> and get, and get uh, bossy over here to tell the guy to hobble on his broken leg to come look if you're dead or not, but you actually just climbed underneath it. <laughs> Yeah, that that was one that I kind of felt bad about afterwards. I think, I think did you tell that story before on the show? I feel like uh, I've heard it before. It's been a long time. It's been it's a true. long time. We've, yeah, we've recorded over a hundred episodes now. Yeah, we only have so many tales. Did ever gonna... tell you about the patient who had bugs in their head? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh fuck! All right, um, let's do this movie. Well, after Alan finishes Did you paint- have too much brown again? <laughs> I had one of these weird beers. Yeah, they're quite powerful. They are powerful. After Alan finishes painting the inside of this baseball cap, <laughs> Patricia says, Now get dressed. We'll be late for dinner. We then cut to dinner, and all of the guests are in place. So we have Alex and Juliet, his wife... We have Clarabelle, the secretary. Cow. The cow. <laughs> we have uh, Mr. Sadler. We the have uh, Alan and Patricia. And the butler? Yes, Arnold the butler is seven. That's our seven. That's seven people for Satan. Uh, Alan, unfortunately, is topping off people's drinks and not seated at the table. Well, you know, he's there in spirit. Yes. And, and, and his servant. He, he, uh, you know, he has a good night. They're all at the table, quietly eating and peeking around the room. There seems to be a little bit of tension here, probably because the world's ending. Juliet says, You know the story of the midget who always felt like fucking? <laughs> no? Oh. <laughs> I'll tell it to you. You think they teach that one in, like, French schools? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So, yes, uh, you know, it's 1976, so she called them a midget. That's fine. But, uh, well, it's not, but, you know, it's, it's okay. She rambles for a minute, but uh, she says amongst these things, she had the cunt of someone twice her size, and she could only uh, make it with three guys. Three pricks, one cunt. Get the picture? <laughs> wow. The what? midget was a girl? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, one day she meets a guy whose balls hang all the way down to the floor, mm. and that's when Alex interrupts and says, it's that's like in, vulgar. It's like in Thundercrack. <laughs> that guy's balls that they had locked up, they hung all the way down to the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all connected, buddy. Alex says, your language is worse than a... And then Juliet interrupts, worse than a whore? And Alex says, that's not what I meant. Juliet asks Sadler if he knows where she met her husband. Sadler guesses one of Alex's restaurants, because Alex is a restaurateur. Oh. 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 Yeah. He probably gives the police their baguettes. (laughs) The ones that they beat the French citizens with? Yeah. Probably. He seems like kind of a prick. 
Indefinitely a fucking simp. It's a deadly combination. (laughs) She says that she met Alex in a whorehouse in Tunisia. She used to work there in room 16. We hear a bunch of big crashes outside, and then Alex opens the door and looks outside, and we see more stock footage of explosions and stuff. He tells everybody the neighborhood is burning, and Juliet says, Good, we'll have the pleasure of your company all night. Juliet gets up and says that it's hot. She then pulls up her dress in front of a fan, and uh, obviously she's bottomless under it. Yeah, it's hot. Everyone quietly stares at her just showing her snatch in the middle of this party, but Alan starts to jack off at the table. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, Alex... Uh, seemingly his father <laughs> and uh, and Juliet's husband, of course, mm-hmm. is annoyed by this and calls him a perverted bastard and sends him to his room. That's Alex... it. For <laughs> Alex, I think, right? Does he come back? For Alan? For the orgy. I- I'll, we'll get to that. Okay, I can't remember. Alex then confronts Patricia at the table, saying, You must know, and she interrupts and says... That she is shocked by his behavior and says that usually he asks her to masturbate at the same time that he jerks off. She agrees, however, that at dinner it's not appropriate. (laughs) Alex says that Patricia's fired. Juliet then chimes in saying that Alex is ruining the evening and it hasn't even begun yet. There's a surprise. We then cut to the Soviet Union. (laughs) The leader there is drinking four roses and calls the White House. The president and the Soviet leader just yell at each other for a while. Uh, But at the end of the phone call, the Soviet leader says, I'll show him. And then we see a bunch of bombs dropping in stock footage. We get a voiceover that says, Things are looking bad for this planet. There have been over 2 billion lives lost, and it's not over yet. Yeah. 88% of survivors think the doomsday button could be pressed before daybreak this morning. They wiped out, like, I don't even know how many people were alive on the planet in 1976. But, like, currently they wiped out, like, like a fifth of the population. Yeah, I think it might have been closer to, like, a third. Yeah, I think back then, yeah. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to the dinner party, and they're now watching a film on a projector. And in the film, Sadler notices that he's on screen. He's walking down the street. So Sadler in real life protests this film being shown. The film continues, and it's shot through a window. And it shows two women in cat masks wearing, like, leopard print leotards. uh, leotards. Yeah, leopard tards. They're (laughs) crawling on the floor. And Sadler is there. Dressed as like a, a jungle... He's like a big game hunter. Yeah, like a big game hunter. <laughs> he asked Juliet who sold that to her in real life. And she says, an old friend. Sadler tries to storm out of the room, but he opens the door and a bunch of gunfire erupts, so he shuts the door and walks back in. Yeah, I thought he had been shot at first. but right? Kind of the way he reacts, but he was fine. In the film, Sadler's looking through goggles in his uh, jungle hunter gear yeah. as the uh, jungle cat women blow him. We see Alex rubbing Patricia's legs in real life. And Patricia looks back at Juliet, who gives her a slight nod. 
So Patricia unbuttons her top a bit as Alex reaches down and starts to rub her pussy. We continue to see the Catwomen blow Sadler in the film, and we keep cutting between that and Alex fingering Patricia. Meanwhile, the real Sadler, well, I guess both are the real Sadler, but the Sadler in current times yes. is uh, throwing back whiskey as he watches. Classic hypocrite. Clarabelle keeps peeking back at him, obviously noticing his embarrassment and his drunkenness. <laughs> in the film, Sadler's pointing a gun at one of the girl's assholes as she's going down on the other girl. Yeah. Right on. yeah, hell yeah. Shoots, shoots her right in the butt. Clarabelle looks over and watches Alex fingering Patricia. She's kind of holding the side of her legs as if she's holding them shut. <laughs> In the film, Sadler comes in and around both of the jungle cat girls' mouths. As the film ends, Sadler is now very drunk and he cheers for it. Clarabelle seems sick and Juliet points her to the bathroom. And Juliet tells Alex to help her. So Alex stops fingering Patricia and walks off. Juliet stops him before he leaves the room and says, Make sure to wash your hands. <laughs> In the bathroom, Clarabelle is crying and upset, and when Alex shows up, she says that he's the fast food king. Why is he there? He says like any king, he can reward his loyal subjects. Oh, yes. She tells him that she loves him, and he tells her to undress to prove it to him. So she starts to slowly undress, and then he yells at her, Faster, bitch, and pulls her top off for her. Oh, shit. She says, Take those little panties off, too. And then he tells her, now wash. <laughs> she says, no. He says, wash and scrub. She says, please, no. And she starts to sob. But after a moment, she says, all right, Alex, but please don't wash me. So we get a bunch of shots of her splashing water up on her vagina and wiping it off. Yeah, very. Again, that, that whole thing about it being a health film or a hygiene film. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're looking at here. <laughs> We then see Alex come up behind her and uh, then cut to him fucking her doggy style standing. He's fully dressed with his cock coming out of his pants and she's just in stockings and a garter belt. We then, after seeing them fucking from a couple angles, we see him fucking Juliet. So it's his imagination. He yeah. keeps saying, I knew it, Juliet. I knew you loved me. He comes back to reality, talking to Juliet still, and Clarabelle pushes him away and calls him a bastard. Because he keeps calling her Juliet. Yeah. He was fucking her. <laughs> Not Juliet. It's very rude. It's poor etiquette. Yes. <laughs> Cut to moments later, and Alex is apologizing to her as she fixes her hair, and she puts it down. She had it all pinned up earlier. She finally leaves the bathroom, and Alex sulks a bit and fixes his shirt before leaving himself. We see Patricia and Juliet pulling off Sadler's clothes, and Clarabelle joins in as Alex peers over and as he's making a drink. He sits down and observes for a bit. The women get Sadler bottomless, and one mimes pushing a wine bottle in his ass, though they fall short of that. That's a disappointing. Yes. Juliet suggests a game she used to play in the brothel, a blowjob contest. Oh. Which uh, certainly 
links into one of our most recent episodes. Yeah, there's a whole world out there of blowjob contests. Yeah, Stiff Competition was a lovely film about blowjob contests. Sadler notes there's three women's mouths, but only two pricks, counting his own and Alex's. Clarabelle rings a bell and calls in Arnold to be the third prick. Excellent. (laughs) We then see somebody watching the lady suck cock from a rail overlooking the room. The figure descends the steps and enters the room. We focus on the blowjobs for a bit, and then we see the figure shaking a bit as they're watching, and the camera pans around to see that it's Alan and Drag jacking off as he watches. Ah, okay. I think I maybe looked away for... I don't know what happened. Interesting. It was... It. I mean, it's hard to tell that it's him necessarily, other yeah. than the fact that he's just jacking off watching people. That's his main characteristic. Right? <laughs> the blowjobs continue. This goes on for a couple minutes. The jacking continues. The ladies kind of peek at one another as they continue to blow the guys. After a bit, Clarabelle finishes off Arnold, Juliet finishes off Sadler, and Patricia finishes off Alex. We cut to Arnold popping some champagne. It sprays a little bit, and then uh, he pours some drinks and pours more on Clarabelle. The lights flash on and off as we hear more crashes in the background. Alan continues to sit outside the room and just kind of peek around the doorway. We cut back to the Kremlin. He's drinking more Four Roses, and he asks somebody to send him their child over the phone. Mm -hmm. We cut to the White House. They're trying to call the Kremlin, but get the busy signal. He's trying to call up a child. So the president then calls Lovelace, Mm -hmm. who he calls his favorite actress. Yes. Lovelace. He assures her that he and the other guy are just in a bad mood and everything will be okay. We cut back to the orgy, and we're seeing the shots we saw at the beginning. It's Patricia riding Arnold, who's uh, sitting on the couch, reverse cowgirl. Back at the Kremlin, we see a woman blowing the Soviet leader as he taps his fingers on his desk restlessly. He says, oh, that feels so good, and then he slams his palm onto a button, and we cut to a mushroom cloud explosion. (laughs) That's a bad place to put that button. There should be some kind of cover over it, maybe. Yeah. The voiceover says, Those reds certainly gave us a kick in the ass. Good old Canada's only a shadow of herself now. Let's hope the American president will be more reasonable than that wicked Russian. We go back to the orgy, and Alex is going down on Clarabelle as she blows Sadler, who's rubbing Alex's head while he's getting blown. Patricia is going down on Arnold. And then at the White House, Lovelace is titty-fucking the president's cock. Yes. He says this is better than any movie as he's tapping his feet restlessly. Someone says, Mr. President, you have to listen to me. And the president says, Henry, shut up or you'll get fired. I think it's Henry Kissinger. I think maybe, yes. Lovelace continues to titty-fuck the president until he finishes between her tits. President says, Well now, Henry, what's so damn important? He says, Mr. President, he pushed his button. We go back to the orgy, and Juliet is blowing Alan as she fucks herself with a candle. Arnold is going down on Patricia. Is Juliet out? 
Is Alan's mom? No. no yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> wow, what a time they're having. Yes, it is quite a time. The president's searching around his board of buttons, noting one is the bedroom, one's the kitchen. Lovelace tells him to let her try, and she starts to run her hand across the board, and the president tells her no and slaps her hand away. At the orgy, everyone surrounds Patricia, who's still receiving oral from Arnold. The rest of the crew caresses her. The guys are stroking as we hear more crashes from outside. There's just a crowd of caressing bodies. Shunting. <laughs> At the White House, Lovelace is... Soon, once the, once the missiles uh, land. Yes. <laughs> At the White House, Lovelace's hand is hovering over the buttons, and then she reaches down and presses one red button, and we see another mushroom cloud explosion. We get a bunch of cuts to the various orgy members with grimaces of pleasure on their paces. And we cut between them and the mushroom cloud. Yes. And then we stay on the mushroom cloud and get our credits. <laughs> Beautiful. And that was shocking. The last lustful night. Indeed. Ooh la la. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right. Let's go ahead and we'll uh, we'll take a break and then we'll be back to give our final French thoughts on this French film. Shocking. Some ham boning? No, I don't make no money doing ham bones. You picking that up? Yeah, it sounds great. I, I'm not trained. <laughs> also, I'm not in the position to do it because my you know, my hands are kind of obstructed. My hands and knees because I'm sitting at a table. Right. You really need to kind of be in an open space to properly ham bone, but uh, <laughs> we're not really set up to record it, so. Let's just do some raincoat reviews, I guess. I guess. Well, Jeremy, you are the one who is known to do the first raincoat review. So, in order to keep the world at peace, you should do it first. Okay. This is a great episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, it was pretty fun. I don't know why I expected it to focus more on the geopolitics side of it instead of these people's last orgy, but... I did enjoy what happened. Okay. Uh, I do wonder if we're missing some stuff because there's, like I said, like 20 minutes missing. I don't know if it's just all sex or if there's some plot in there that's... Yeah, I don't know. ...been hacked up, but I do feel like it's missing a little something. But at the same time, it's still a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I particularly enjoyed all the stock footage of war. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's always a good choice instead of just... uh, Filming it. I think Steven Still Bilberg should have done that and save him private Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Just use old newsreels and stuff. Um, 
but uh yeah it's 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 a fun film with a, a, a sort of a uh lighthearted message of uh everyone should just fuck like it's the last day on earth <laughs> yeah yeah even especially when it is yeah especially when it is and really with the way things are going these days you never know yeah you should be laying as much pipe or uh throwing back as much pee as you can you know <laughs> but uh it's a pretty fun film it's got some interesting characters that aren't that's like i said i think since there's some stuff that we're not seeing there might be some stuff missing there as far as their development right but overall i found myself enjoying it i thought it was a very interesting kind of like a sort of a dark comedy yeah porn uh which we don't see too too often yeah Definitely seems like a more European thing to do. Uh, I liked fake LBJ a lot. <laughs> yeah. I liked fake Linda Lovelace. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give this film a strong three and a half. I think if I got to see the full film and could understand the whole thing. Right. Uh, that would be ideal. But based on what we have, I had fun with it. Uh, it definitely exceeded my expectations. Yeah, yeah. Uh I didn't think I would ever see anyone fucking themselves with a lit candle. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's cool. still some magic in this old world. <laughs> so I think that's worth at least a three and a half. Yeah. All right. What do you got? I uh, I like this movie a whole lot. I was... I was... You enchanted? I was enchanted, yes. Ella enchanted. I would say that of the, of the Claude Mulot films that I've seen... I kind of went in expecting that this would be like the worst that I've seen. Yeah. And it's not. It's, in fact, very good. And uh, I like how much old dick there is in it. There is a lot of old dick in this. <laughs> yeah. Movie. Well, yeah. We didn't really mention it. most of these guys are balding or beyond. Yeah. They're, they're, they're balding. A, uh, they're of a certain age. One or two of them are kind of big boys. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on. Uh, a lot of body positivity in this French film. <laughs> yes, there is. I would say that Karine Gambier, oh, no. who plays Patricia, she's really hot. Yeah. And the other women are pretty attractive. They're uh it's just a an interesting collection of people. I have seen several French adult films that have uh guys in them that are older than you would expect. Yeah. They weren't the Rocco Sofredi hadn't been born yet. Yeah. <laughs> he changed everything. Yeah, he changed everything. He taught people <laughs> that you could have someone under 45 in a, a leading role in an adult film. Right. <laughs> uh, I really liked watching this movie. I thought that the constant threat of doomsday was a fun thing to have in the background of the movie yeah that's also another thing that could link at the stiff competition is that uh little throwaway thing towards the end (laughs) there's um at the end of that movie they're having kind of a weird pep talk in in an alleyway and there's a newspaper hanging out of the trash and the headline just says nuclear war so (laughs) it's not addressed anywhere else in the film but uh, i'm thinking we could probably tie those together yes Yes, these happen more or less on the same day. Yeah, pretty much at the same time. Uh, and then Cafe Flush follows. So yes. we're really... We're building creating, a cinematic universe. Creating a like a sort of a... a, a an, um, 
gathering everything under the humid raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, it's we're creating an umbrella. <laughs> we're gonna have to start a company. We're gonna be Umbrella Corp. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I think the only thing that could possibly go wrong is if uh, our bio like testing division gets bigger than like the podcasting division. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But I've been working on some stuff down in my, my parents' basement that I think will really shock you. Oh, great! Well, we have that to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, as, as far as uh, this movie is concerned, I thought that it had <laughs> it had so much that made me happy while I watched it. Yeah, um, I would say that the sex was hit or miss on the eroticism, but at the same time, it just helped make this as a movie so much like of a mind fuck overall. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's so much weird stuff with the inconsistency with all of the, like, stock footage being used Mm -hmm. and all of the cheap things that we do to try to tie it to the nuclear war, the bombs in the background. Yeah. I think that Alex opening the door and seeing a bunch of of, uh, stock footage was really funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just wild. And then, you know, we have this whole uh u.s versus soviet union thing going on in the background and it's just like these weird caricatures yelling at each other yeah and uh both of them getting blowjobs and there's a lot of social commentary going on here but it's beautiful it's, it's awesome it's probably the closest to um dr strange love that porn gets <laughs> <laughs> i think you're that's, right yeah that's what i keep thinking about yeah so i was enamored with this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch yeah. and it it tickled my brain in different ways. So I would give it four stars. All right. It's it's time it's finally time that you give a higher score than me. Yes. Typically it's you're always you're poo pooing my, my great ratings <laughs> by like downgrading them by like half a star, but now the the worm has turned. Yes, the worm has turned. The what? turns have tabled. Yeah, the worm has turned and left me here. Just like Weezer said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tyler, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, you've been a After, a good you know, witness. not seeing this film, I... Just, you know, watching it being painted right before me, I'll give it five solid raincoats. Okay. okay. Like, I'm not getting wet at all with these five raincoats. A, <laughs> this is a good movie. Check Man, it out. If you had five raincoats on, you would be so hot and humid and wet. So, in that case, I forget one or two raincoats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not doing any promo this time. Good night. We love Bye. you. Bye. Uh-huh.